0: All right, hello, and welcome to the Philosophy Fitness Podcast, episode number seven. My name is Haley. I'm going to be your host today and every single day that you are tuning in. Guys, we have another guest today. We have my friend Gab Bolin coming on. She's a certified personal trainer, a cycle bar instructor, and she currently has some awesome guided runs that she's put out recently during this whole quarantine lockdown situation. And we have a really awesome conversation today about running, tips for running, kind of approaching things with a little bit more kindness towards ourselves and just a lot of really awesome insights that we had in our conversation and I can't wait for you guys to see. So stay tuned for an awesome little combo that we had and I'm so excited to share that with you. And as always, here we go. All right, Well, welcome. Hello, Gab. Welcome to Philosophy of Fitness, episode number seven. You're the third Thanks. guest now, so that's super exciting.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on. So how have you been? Good?
1: Yeah, yeah, doing well. It's so interesting how um, being limited in what we're able to do kind of pushes us to explore like outside of our comfort zones and stuff. So I definitely feel like this has been a a big um, exploration phase for me, especially when it comes to fitness.
0: Yeah, definitely. This is a time I know for me too, where I've kind of deep dived into a lot of things, uh, especially running, and we're going to talk about that today. But uh, why don't you give everyone a little bit of a background, what you do now, what kind of led you to where you are?
1: Yeah, yeah. So currently I am an ACE certified personal trainer, group fitness instructor, health coach. Um, I'm also the lead instructor for Cycle Bar Garden City, which is an indoor cycling franchise. And uh, I just put out some guided running um, race training programs. So I am a marathon runner and ultra marathon runner, um, have not been for very long, uh, I actually have only been in the fitness world for about four years now. Um, prior to that, I was actually a professional actress. So I kind of went from like very opposite sides of the world uh, and kind of made that made that change. Um, so I started as an actress. I have 14 years um, of everything from musical theater all the way to film and television. Uh, I went to college. I got my BFA in theater and performing arts um, with obviously a concentration in acting and I loved it for a really long time until one day I just didn't love it anymore and what they say kind of those anecdotes about the industry are true like I, I got so tired of being told that I wasn't thin enough or I wasn't pretty enough or you know whatever and I found myself in such a state of just absolute like, self-pity and feeling like, like I had very low self-esteem. And one day I was like, I wonder if going to the gym would make me feel better. And with that sort of split second decision of I'm going to try to work out, not because I want to be thinner or because I'm unhappy with myself, but rather because I want to try to be happier, uh, my entire life changed.
0: Wow. I love that. That's so powerful. I always love hearing... Not only people that kind of go after their passion and their purpose, and it seems like you're totally tapping into that, but also using the gym as a way to feel better emotionally. I know for me that that's been huge rather than just, you know, the physical outside of us. It helps us within, too, so much.
1: Yeah. So that's awesome. And that's the thing, like, it's not that I was a stranger to the gym in my past life. I I refer to it as my past life. Um, But it was for such different reasons, you know. It was, I went out to dinner last night, so I need to go, you know, be on the treadmill to kind of burn it off, as opposed to, um, you know, I want to see if I can run faster today or, you know, things like that. It was just such a different mindset. And when I flipped my mindset, not only did I flip my body also, but my entire life just got exponentially better
0: yeah I totally relate to that too I like to tell people it's kind of like your inner game of what's going on in your mind sort of yeah. and the same thing was true for me because I I like you I had a totally different path before I went over to the whole fitness side of things and along with that came a huge inner game switch as I like to say and it's yeah. to- it's such a game changer honestly when you flip around your perspective and realize that it's so much more than skin deep so
1: yeah absolutely
0: Yeah. So I kind of wanted to segue a little bit into talking about running. I know you're a huge fan of running. So if you want to kind of uh, tell everyone how you got into that, what motivated you to go after these crazy uh, ultra marathons?
1: Yeah. So um, I, like most people, uh, people that I talk to all the time, um, I always considered myself not a runner. And I actually had a friend, I, I shouldn't say that, I still have a friend. Uh, she's my best friend in the whole world. She was, I want you to train for a race with me, like we should run together. And my response was, well, I can't, like, I, I, I'm i not a runner, I can't run. And then I said, I, I, I was teaching spin at the time. So I said, you know, I'm an indoor cycling instructor. My legs are tired. I can't run. And she said, well, that's interesting. Have you ever heard of a triathlon? And I was like, okay, yeah, (laughs) I've heard those. Like, all right, point taken. I can do it. So she actually, um, as a registered dietitian, in addition to being a marathon runner, she encouraged me to change my diet and said that a lot of the issues that I was having, because I had knee pain, I had like a lot of back issues. She said, if you change your diet, you're probably going to feel different and you'll be able to run. So I did it. I I went completely plant based. Initially, it was only supposed to be for 30 days, and I ended up. You know, it's been. It was actually three years yesterday that I've been plant based. Wow, that's awesome. Um, I never looked back because it's so anti-inflammatory that my knees felt good, everything felt good. So, I uh, I agreed to train for a half marathon, and she did a full marathon. I did a half marathon, and I remember crossing the finish line and saying to myself. I could do that a second time. I could do that a second time, no issue. So a few months later, I trained for a full marathon. And after I crossed the finish line of a full marathon, I was like, hell, I could have kept going, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm not the fastest runner. Um, I definitely am relatively new to the game. Um, you know, like I said, I've only been running for three years, um, less than three years, realistically. So it was just such a, uh, I'm going to go see how I feel, and then proceed accordingly and I just felt good so it just never stopped um so yeah I've I'm very much of a sort of like try me mindset you know and it was Love just that. like I ran 26.2 and I was like all right let's go for 32 and then let's go for 47 and I actually trained for a 100 mile marathon uh that unfortunately was canceled because of the the um, pandemic but you know I was I was ready to go for 100
0: yeah. Wow. That is, that's so inspiring because I, I relate to that too. Cause I always used to not think of myself as a runner. I always used to say, I can't do that. I could never, I could never do that. And throughout this whole lockdown situation, I've really found running to be almost like an active form of meditation for me where longer distance runs are a way for me to kind of connect with myself a little bit more. And, um, yeah, yeah that's, that's so awesome. So are you still training now for running or How is that kind of,
1: um, it's so interesting, right? Like I, I was gearing up for this hundred miler and all of a sudden in an instant, it was all done. It was over. And the way that you beat your body up training for a race like that, I, I made the decision to just kind of taper off of the training. Um, I wasn't going to run a hundred miles like on my own, because at that point I was afraid of like what the lockdown conditions were going to be, and was I going to be able to be outside for that long? So I just kind of said, all right, I'll do it next year. So I tapered, um, and then, like, oh, it took a while. It took a while to get back after that, um, just to, like, heal and, you know, kind of get back to normal. But now I'm starting to increase my distance again. So I'm hoping to do a full marathon in the fall um, and then kind of pick it up from there but nothing, nothing set in stone yet. I, I have a suspicion that 2020 is going to be a year of no races.
0: Yeah. I totally agree with you there. I think it's going to be a while and a lot of virtual races are going on right now and, you know, virtual little bibs that get tossed around and we just had national running day. So that was cool. So it's, it's still a way to kind of stay connected. Um, but it's definitely not the same energy as, you know, being there in the flesh and being with the excitement of everyone and the adrenaline of getting ready for it. But that is so, that's so awesome. I have so much respect for you that you're able to run that much. Thank you. Because <laughs> that's a lot. That is, that is no joke. Yeah. So how would you say overall running has kind of affected you as, as a whole being?
1: So I always say that, running is to me, it's not exercise. Um, and I do a lot of things like as a workout, but for me, running is not a physical exercise. Running is an exercise of discipline. And I find that my running directly correlates to my confidence levels at any given time. So if I set out to do a 10 mile run and I'm for whatever reason, like I'm not feeling myself, I'm not really, um, I'm having a hard time or whatever the case may be. I find that my run is not as good as maybe previous runs when I was feeling better. And so I used to be a victim of that where it was like, you know, I'm not feeling great. So today's long run is going to suck. But now I've kind of conditioned myself to turn it around where that run is now specifically dedicated to making me feel strong and powerful. And I know when I set out for a run that whatever it is, I'm going to be proud of it and it's going to make me stronger, Person, it's going to make me more confident, and so I don't consider running exercise anymore. Now I consider it um, an exercise for my self-esteem, and it truly does serve as a way for me to remind myself that no matter how challenging it gets, no matter how hot it is outside, how tired I am, how you know much I want to quit, that I am capable of putting one foot in front of the other and getting it done. And then when I head into my real life and something comes up, and my initial reaction is to get upset or whatever, I'm reminded. I'm just going to put one foot in front of the other and I'm going to get it done. And it really does translate into real life.
0: Yeah. That is, that's so empowering because it totally does. I mean, I always kind of like to say that, um, running for me, like I said, is a form of active meditation, but also it's, it's so empowering knowing that you are in full control of, of everything that's going on, no matter what's going on around you, you're in control of putting that forward or that foot forward to keep moving on and to kind of prove to yourself that you can, like that's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. You know, and I, I always say too, um, whenever you're feeling down, sad, or at least for me, whenever I'm feeling upset, anxious, especially when I'm feeling anxious, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to clear my head. Or if I'm feeling super pumped up about something, I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm so ready to go. Like I'm going to go kill a run right now. Yeah. So it is, it's funny how it works, uh, both ways. I always feel better afterwards regardless. So
1: yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think that, the, the more comfortable that you get in that run and the more familiar you get with your body and how you're feeling, the more you can really play with those boundaries. And then you kind of discover other parts of yourself. So I have some runs where I have amazing ideas, or I have some runs where, you know, I'm feeling sad and then I come home and I feel better or, um, you know, it's just such a mood changer. But in addition, when you really know kind of your comfort zone and you can start to step outside of your comfort zone, I feel that you also start to step outside of those emotions that are just so, um, you know, normal run of the mill for you.
0: Yeah. It's a total way to step outside of your comfort zone physically and emotionally too, because you keep playing that edge. And then the next thing you know, it's further and further away. And you're like, Whoa, I just did that. That's so cool. Um, so that's awesome. So Love that thousand percent. Totally agree with everything. So I always like to ask people too, what you kind of think about the mind body connection as a whole. So what is your take on that?
1: Yeah. So right off the bat, um, I am not the fastest runner. I am not the best runner. I am, I am not a professional by any sense. Um, but I, I can keep up because of that mind-body connection, because you may be able to outrun me uh, speed-wise, but I will outrun you distance-wise, because I have that component where I am not going to give up. You know, I'm going to continue to put one foot in front of the other the entire way, and that really is a muscle that I began to flex with running, Um, and it, it changed everything. I mean, biologically, there is no reason that I should be able to run a hundred miles. I mean, I'm not, I don't come from a family of athletes. I do not have an athletic background. I didn't run my first mile until well after college. Um, so how I'm able to do that besides obviously training and, you know, a re- repetitive motion and stuff like that, muscle memory is really that mind body connection. And like I said, it translates to, um, when I'm done with my running shoes and I'm in my real life and um, I find myself a lot less afraid, I find myself a lot less um, anxious because I just have this overwhelming sense of calm that no matter what I will find the finish line.
0: I love that. So that's so beautifully said. I totally agree with that. And I always like to tell people too, that, you know, people that have done extraordinary things, people that run ultra marathons, there isn't some sort of superhuman, you know, superhero gene that's, that they have and you don't have anyone has the access to tap into themselves and to tap into their inner game, their inner mindset, and to push that boundary. Because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that's either going to hold you back and keep you from getting after it, or it's a thing that's going to let you push that edge even further. So
1: yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I tell people all the time when people say to me, Oh, I'm not a runner. I'm like, Oh, I didn't realize that there were, you know, people who were born that way. You know, like I didn't realize that that was a a hereditary gene um, yeah.
0: because it's
1: not, you know, people, people become like you, you get what you train for, you know, at the end of the day and, um, anyone can train for a marathon or an ultra marathon or, or what have you.
0: Yeah. A thousand percent. Like I said, I was the kid in middle school, the mile test. I was last of the line. <laughs> like yep. I used, to, I was so terrible at it. And even in through high school and college, I was never really big into it. And all of a sudden I kind of just stepped away from that box. I was putting myself in of not identifying as a runner. And when I kind of tore that label down that nobody was putting that on me, I was just putting it on myself that I could never do that. That's not who I am. And once I kind of tore that away, that's when I really started falling in love with the process of running and just it's healing, you know, benefits emotionally, physically, mentally. Um, it's, it's done wonders for me and it's clearly done wonders for you too. So it's awesome. Yeah. 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 So do you have any tips for anyone at home right now who's maybe trying to embark on endurance running or upping their distance a little bit?
1: Yeah, yeah, so I think a lot of times when people think about running, right, we automatically associate running with speed because we think about like running away from a bear or being the fastest or, or whatever. Um, and when you, when it comes to distance running, speed is not a factor. Um, If you want to run, whether it's an ultra marathon or just longer than you've ever gone before, you have got to go slowly. Um, And that's not to say that you will be slow forever, because obviously your pace will pick up naturally as you get better and more comfortable. But initially, when it's uncharted territory, you've got to really pull it back and go slow. So I, I always ask people to do the talk test, right? If you can't utter more than three or four words, if you can't hold a conversation, you've got to slow it down. And it's humbling for people because sometimes people are like, I can run a 5K in 20 minutes, but if I try to run more than 10 miles, you know, I I can't do it. Um, And it's just a speed issue. So slow it down and just stay relaxed. I always say that a relaxed runner is an efficient runner. And ultimately, distance running is all about efficiency. You know, being in power saving mode and not exerting yourself so much that you kind of run out of energy.
0: Yeah, that's a huge tip. And that was something I struggled with too, because I always used to do sprints. Like I was a sprinter in high school on the track team. And I always did, you know, short little spurts of high intensity running. And it is really humbling. Like you said, to be like, Whoa, I got to slow down because I am not going to be able to do this. If I th- think I'm going to be able to gas it, you know, for 10 miles, it's, it's not going to yeah. happen. Um, so yeah. it is a little bit, you have to be a little bit self-aware and kind of push your ego aside and say, you know what, I got to slow it down because that's, that's the only way you're really going to be able to pace yourself. So,
1: Yeah. And that's everyone. I think, I mean, even the first race I ever ran was a turkey trot. Um, I had never run maybe more than two miles in my entire life. So it's going to do this 5k. And I remember the race started and I was in first, I mean, there were, they were like professional runners and I was in first. And then after half a mile, like I was done, I was dead. There was no reason for me to be up that, to be going that fast or up that far. Um, but in my mind, it was like, I'm such a good runner. Like I'm going to win this race. And it's just not, it's just not how it goes. So I think people need to get that idea out of their head about like speed or, you know, stuff like that. It's a race, but like, it's not really a race.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like let go of that expectation because it's, it'll sneak up on you. Literally. There's no way you're going to be able to sustain it. I've, I've tried it too. And I've been like, Oh, not happening. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so do you have any other kind of tips for people working out at home right now and how they can kind of stay motivated through everything that's going on?
1: Yeah, so one thing that I will say, and I think that had you asked me three months ago, I probably would have had a very different answer. Um, But one thing that I've really learned during this time is that we have to be a little bit more forgiving with ourselves. I went through a period in the beginning of this quarantine where I was really disappointed in myself because I felt that I wasn't able to maintain the same level of fitness that I had been before. And obviously, as fitness instructors, we're working out for our job, right, in addition to our own workouts. So when they take that away, you really can't compensate for that, um, no matter how hard you try. And so I think the main thing is to just be patient. And I try to remember that when this is over and we're able to kind of go back to our real lives, it's going to be a lot easier and things will go back to normal physically and emotionally and whatnot. But for the time being, we've got to be patient with ourselves. And then that being said, the only routine that we're going to be able to maintain during this time is one that we like. So if you're someone who is like, I need to go out and run 15 miles because I ate something yesterday I shouldn't have eaten, that's not a sustainable routine if you don't A, enjoy it, and B, are actually capable of it. So we've got to find something that we can do that we like, that makes us happy, that we can stick with, and then the rest we just kind of have to let go of.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with that. I went through a very similar feeling of during all this thinking I wasn't doing enough or or being enough and somehow not you know tapping into having to run and, and lift and do all of this and it's it's hard to let go of that expectation for yourself and to kind of come to a place of acceptance where you're like, okay, there's a lot going on that I can't control right now but there is some that I can still control and I'm just going to do the best I can like I said in an interview last night, One little thing that I do every day is I make my bed. That's the first thing on my to-do list. And that kind of holds me accountable. It sounds silly, but that kind of sets me up for just having a little bit of a sense of structure and also having a little bit of, I don't know what the word is, grace with myself and to take the pressure off myself a little bit. Because sometimes we can all really put the pressure on ourselves way too much. And this has been eye-opening for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've also found that my performance gets better the more rest that I have and I am a I'm a big overtrainer. I'm a big like I can do more I can go further I can go faster and that doesn't always work out in my favor but sleeping more and kind of prioritizing rest has made me just a, a better athlete in total so it's definitely something that I want to take with me but I don't think I ever would have got there had it not been for this situation.
0: Yeah, I totally agree, because I was the kind of person, too, like no rest days, always go, 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 go. And yeah. this has been a total shift of of priorities, too, of kind of prioritizing self-care in, in a lot of different ways. And it looks different than it did three months ago. Yeah. And I think it will look different for people, you know, even after this. Obviously, we're going to return to normal and things will go back. But I think there's a lot of useful things that we can carry moving forward of kind of being a little more gentle on ourselves, at least for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree.
0: So I kind of wanted to segue in because I know you're doing some amazing stuff with guided runs right now, uh, which is perfect during this time when we don't really have access to, you know, gyms or uh, trainers in the same way that we normally would. So if you want to kind of share a little bit about that, what you're doing.
1: Yeah. So um, like most of my great ideas, it started with my husband who suggested to me doing a a live run on Instagram and I was kind of like well I don't think anybody's gonna want to see me like (laughs) like you know what I mean (laughs) while while I'm running um but I was like I wonder if if I could do something on like a call where they could hear me then I was like why do it on a call if I could just record it so in a very sort of like half-assed effort, we found an app where I could have a playlist and also record my voice over it and just kind of be like, all right, we're going to speed up. We're going to slow down, Um, you know, and do some intervals and whatnot. And I did it. I put it on SoundCloud, kind of thinking maybe a couple of people would try it. And people went bananas. And what I found is that A, there's a familiarity in being guided through a workout, right? Like as group fitness instructors, we know that people like to have a sense of what they're doing because when they're left to their own devices, they tend to feel lost and confused and, you know, and then they quit. So there was that, but also so many people had never been taught proper running form, which is totally normal because- quite frankly, until I sat down and really Googled it as a runner myself, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know proper running form. So the little cues that I was giving about how people should be running was really helping people. And all of a sudden I got messages from people saying, you know, I didn't think I could run more than a mile. And I just did three and a half with your run or whatever. And, um, it was just such a, an amazing feeling. And I was like, all right, I'll do another one. So I put another one out and kind of the same feedback. And then I realized like, it's gotta go somewhere, right? So I could keep doing these one-offs and whatever, and that would be fine, but what if I could help people train for a race? And to me, the idea of the race isn't about the distance that you run, it's more about kind of what we were talking about before, that mind-body connection, where someone who believes that they aren't a runner, all of the sudden says, you know what, I'm gonna train for a half marathon. And that's a big deal, and I obviously, that's the experience that I went through. So that's something that I totally resonate with to go from that idea of, I can't do this to crossing a finish line and then potentially looking for more. And so it sort of shifted from, I'm just going to give people something that they can do while they're home to, I want to teach people not just how to run, right? Cause that's great and whatever, but I want to teach people that they can accomplish things that seemed impossible because that's something that they're going to take with them way after quarantine is over. You know, that's something you carry with you for the rest of your life and it can't be taken away. So that was kind of my, my goal behind the whole thing.
0: Wow. That's, that's awesome. And so many good things with that. I mean, giving people running form tips too. I feel like that's something that's kind of overlooked sometimes, you know, sometimes people don't tell us how to run or how to properly use our bodies when we're out running and, showing people that they can. I I love that so much of kind of showing people that this belief that you've had about yourself, it doesn't have to stay with you forever. You know, you can, you can tear that down and you can do whatever you put your mind to. And like you said, that's something that'll translate to any area of your life, you know, relationships, your work, your friends, family, all that. It's so interconnected because it is all the mind body connection. So, yeah. yeah, And
1: what better time to work on, you know, how you feel about yourself and, and what you can do. Because I think when the world does get back to normal, um, there's going to be like, we're all going to kind of have to get our sea legs back again, you know, um, whether it's like waking up early again, or even like a lot of people are going to have to find different jobs or, you know, kind of figure out different ways to, to make ends meet. And if you can approach that with this idea of like, I am so powerful, um, it's just going to be, it's going to be a life-changing experience. And it's been really, really rewarding to hear that from people. Because like I said, I I started this as like a, maybe people will like it, you know, I'll just kind of record and see what happens. And I feel like it's, it's done really, really well.
0: Yeah. That must be so rewarding too, to see that it's resonating with people and that people are getting a lot out of it rather than just, you know, burning some calories or, or getting miles in because it's so much more than that. So I I love what you're doing with that. Um, So where can people find you now? Where can they find these guided runs if they want to do them?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm always on Instagram. It's probably one of my toxic traits. I'm always on there. (laughs) Same. So that's the best (laughs) way to find me. I'm at gab.bolin. And there's a link in my bio to the running program. So they're on my website, which is fitbygab.com. And uh, you create a profile, you purchase your running program. I have training programs for races, 5K, 10K, half and full marathon. But I also have packages that just have some of the guided runs for people who maybe aren't interested in training for a race. But I also have a free sample on SoundCloud so people can go and try. That's all available on the website. And uh, I'm always around. There's a a chat feature if anybody has a question or anything like that.
0: That's awesome. That's so exciting. I'm so happy for you that you're doing that and tapping into your purpose, helping people. It's so, so amazing. And I love love seeing that. So do you have any other kind of last-minute tips or, you know, Things that you'd want to say that you 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 think would resonate with people trying to run right now, or even just in general.
1: Um. Yeah. I I I really kind of want to double down on this idea that we need to be kind to ourselves. Um. You know. I I, I know that there are so many people that have I'm sure reached out to you just like they've reached out to me about like you know I've put on ten pounds and I'm unhappy and I don't feel good and I can't wait to get back to the gym or whatever and I feel that so much i mean my body is different now you know than it was prior um but i just want everyone to remember that three months from the world going back to normal our bodies will go back to normal but this time that we have right now is precious right um and for me these past three months have been a lot less working out and a lot more creating these programs and had I been hyper-focused on what my body looked like, I wouldn't have been able to create these things and to help these people and to kind of put my my dreams and my thoughts into action. And so I just want everyone to remember that we are going to go back to the gym and we're going to go back to our routines and we're going to get the bodies back that we once had, if not better than before, because we're all going to be super excited to go back But this time should be used for something that is going to last longer than the fleeting like gene size that you have right now. So if there's one thing I'm going to leave everybody with, it is please be easy on yourself, have a little bit of forgiveness, have a little bit of grace and take this time to do something that's going to build your legacy that you can leave behind. Because we're probably not going to get another global pandemic where we (laughs) sit around.
0: Amen to that. I totally agree. I was going to say when are we ever going to have a time like this in our lives again? Probably never. I don't know. I'm not a fortune teller, but to me, I totally agree. I think this is a this is a precious time. This is something that's unprecedented. It's a time for us to kind of look inward. I know for me that it's a lot has changed for me in these 3 months. I've taken a lot of time to kind of examine myself a little bit more and try to like heal and and move past things and it's different than what I was doing before. And there was a time when I was really beating myself up like, Oh my God, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing as much as I should be. And yeah, be kind to yourself. I think that that is, that is such a good um, message to take away because we all really do need to be. So yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Seriously. This was, this was awesome. So
1: thank you for having me. Yeah.
0: And I'm so happy with all your guided runs and everything. And obviously everybody can go check those out. I'll, leave the links below and everything but um yeah i think that's pretty much it
1: awesome well thank you it was really yeah. awesome thank you.
0: yeah thank you so much for coming on and i hope you know everything goes well for you and hopefully we can see each other soon i know you know <laughs> for real yeah so yeah thank you so much for coming on yeah